hope you're tucked in. Cause you are now in bed with Dr. Hi everyone, welcome to my bed. This is Dr. Sue and on this show I'm going to be discussing choking the chicken, greasing the gash, mangling the midget, paddling the pickle, pumping the stump, slamming the ham. Yes, masturbation. Because every May, every single May every year is masturbation month. Did you know that? And I have quite a bit of delicious info for you guys. We're going to get into some of the myths and facts. I have interesting facts for the ladies, plus some very creative masturbation techniques. And we'll wrap things up with the masturbation fantasies that I asked my listeners to send in. So a veritable handful of info for all of us to slide into. So get comfy, grab a glass of your favorite beverage, or spark your best herb, and come with me. But fair warning, you may want to keep a bottle of lube nearby. Now let's get started, shall we? I'm going to start off with the boys because they are the masters of masturbation. Let's face it, girls. We cannot dispute that it's the gentlemen who cannot seem to keep their naughty paws off of their wee willies. And I think I can say with relative certainty that we ladies are more than happy to let you have that distinction, boys. But we'll talk a little bit more about that later on when I talk to the girls. First of all, let's dive into some myths, facts, and questions. And our first one, which is going to have a bit of a long answer, is, is masturbation risk-free? Short answer, yes. Long answer, no. It's better to say that it's low risk. So, of course, no one has ever caught an STD or made themselves pregnant. But to say that it's 100% risk-free would be incorrect. Why, Dr. Sue? I need an audience. Because if you're an aggressive masturbator, you can do damage to the tissue. Um, Rough masturbation can cause skin irritation, better known as palm burns. (laughs) And let's not forget our boys who love CBT, also known as cock and ball torture. Yes, there are gentlemen who walk among you who love having their penis and balls tortured with various instruments and toys. Don't worry. They're quite harmless to others. More a danger to themselves, really. So if we put the CBT to one side, even an aggressive masturbator can do damage to their dicks. We're talking serious, vigorous masturbation, though. It can cause a penis to take on the shape of an eggplant, and it can cause it to turn pretty much the same color as the eggplant. Or you could end up with the dreaded penile fracture. I can't imagine what you would have to do to get a penile fracture by masturbating. Suffice it to say, you don't ever, never, ever, 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 ever want a penile fracture, which happens actually most often during any of the woman on top sex positions. She tends to get overzealous, comes up too high, comes back down. Ow and you end up with a penis fracture. It actually fractures the tissue, and yes, you do have to go into surgery for that. So, you know, we don't want to go down that road. I have a client who loves CBT, and most particularly ball kicking or ball busting. He's loved it since he was a kid, so much that many years ago, he asked a woman to kick him as hard as she could. Now, this is back when he was, I think he was like 18, 19. So we're talking pretty young. So anyways, he wanted her to kick him as hard as she could. And she did. She drove his right testicle back up inside of him. Even to this day, it's not there. Yeah. So if you're driving right now, please open your window. Take some nice deep breaths, fresh air. Keep your eyes on the road. You're not going to pass out. Just breathe in the fresh air. The rest of you CBT boys will be going, oh, yes. Why? Why couldn't it be me? So that's the number one reason why masturbation isn't risk-free. That's number one. It's just one of them. I shouldn't say number one, but it's one of them. The second one is addiction. So can you become addicted to masturbation? Yes, you can. As with anything in our lives that you enjoy, obviously, you're not going to suffice it to say, you're not going to do something over and over again that doesn't feel good. So yeah, you can very much become addicted to masturbation. How you tell something is out of hand, waka waka. This works for anything, is to ask yourself, 
Is it interfering with your day-to-day life? In other words, if you're not going to work because you can't stop whacking or you're, you work from home and you can't stop pulling on it and looking at porn, you should be doing your work, but you're not, you probably have the start of an addiction issue. If you're in a relationship and you're preferring masturbation to sex with your partner, you probably have an issue. If you don't want to leave your house or go out with friends or family because you really just want to stay home and rub one off, you probably have an addiction issue. This is starting to sound like sex ed version of Jeff Foxworthy's You Might Be a Redneck If. The thing is, you can become psychologically dependent on just about anything that gives you pleasure. So yes, in the fetish world, that can include pain. And it's not the number of times you do it in a day. There's tons of men who masturbate several times a day and they aren't addicted. It's just that they have a high sex drive because it's not interfering with their lives. I have a client by the name of Brad Hamilton, who you might know. He's on Twitter as Avid Masturbator. And I know some of you ladies out there have talked to him, I'm quite sure, and chat with him still from time to time. And don't worry for those of you thinking, oh my God, Dr. Sue might out me on her show. Brad's perfectly well aware that I'm going to be discussing him and it's fine with him. Um, I tried to get Mr. Hamilton to talk to me for the show and he just didn't feel comfortable with that. So I'll tell you Brad's story very quickly. Mr. Hamilton is, he's a really good case to show you the gray areas of both sex and addiction. Mr. Hamilton enjoys masturbation to the point of almost turning it into an art form. Would I say that Brad is addicted to masturbating? To a degree, yeah. But let me describe what he enjoys. Brad started out several years ago appreciating cheerleaders, like various NFL cheerleaders and basketball and your typical, you know, Dallas Cowboy cheerleader thing. What he does is he created this website and it's devoted to women he refers to as his angels. And it started with these cheerleaders and now it's branched out over the years to include actresses and singers and now broadcasters. Some of you may be sitting there right now going, whoop-de-doo, I know a ton of guys who've done stuff like that. But the difference between them, let's just say the average guy who's just doing it because this is how he gets his rocks off is by posting pictures of women. That isn't the way he looks at it. What you need to understand about Brad is that he is, he deeply respects the enjoyment that he gets from these ladies. He respects them. It's not, um, he's not like some greasy guy in a wife beater and shit stained boxers with a can of Colt in one hand and his dick in the other. That's not what we're talking about. To Brad, masturbation isn't something that you do quickly wank and go, or it's not a lewd act. This is what he loves to do. It's his passion. These women are his passion. He's not in a relationship Does the masturbation hold him back from finding a significant other? I think so. I think to a small degree, this is what I mean about, is he wildly addicted to masturbation? I can't say that because he's turned it into this art form. Like I said, this isn't, it's not like he runs around and lights candles and, you know, turns it into that. It's that he's, it's almost like this is his way of worshiping these women. But the most important thing is he's happy doing what he's doing. He loves the ladies he masturbates to. He's recently begun masturbating for a friend of his and her friends. And it literally consists of him sitting in a chair while the other women, you know, sit in chairs around him. And they ask him questions while he masturbates looking at them. And he'll tell them, you know, you're very beautiful because of this. Or he's not sitting there saying all kinds of lewd, crude things. That isn't what this is. And they can ask him questions. They're just average, everyday people. They're not in the kink community. It's something, it's not like a CFNM party. And for those of you who don't know what that means, that's clothed female, naked male. There are men who enjoy being in the presence of women who are fully clothed, usually nicely fully clothed, and 
they just enjoy being naked in front of them. In some cases, it's masturbation. In some cases, it's not. There's parties that go on where all they're used for is basically butler service. It's so it's not, but it that isn't what this is. It's not like that. These ladies have found it enlightening in a way. They don't come out of the experience shocked or insulted or in any way disgusted by it. They actually thank him because it's not, it's almost like in a roundabout way, because it's a win-win, he's actually teaching these women not to be so freaked out by the act. So you think of, oh my God, what if this guy's masturbating to you at home right now? Oh God, it's so gross. What he's showing them is that it's not. It's not a big deal. It's not the big thing that everyone has it played out in their heads to be in the sense of it being a vile and filthy thing. Because it isn't. His, it's almost like his freedom and his lack of inhibitions, which is, I mean, it's awesome that he can do this. His ability to be able to do that is what's opening these women up and they're kind of going, well, okay, so it's not the big scary thing that I thought it was. And you see, and this is where it gets kind of interesting is some therapists would say that he has a complete and total problem. Oh my God, you know, throw him into some sort of rehab, whatever. He's way too into masturbation and, you know, therefore doesn't socialize. But that wouldn't be an accurate picture of what he is. So even with addiction, it's very individual when it comes to diagnoses. As a matter of fact, for the month of May, Brad is, if you go over to his Twitter account, he is doing one different lady a day that he is masturbating to and he's posting her picture up. So for example, he was like, you know, day seven, this is who this was. So if you want to join in on Brad's fun, you can always go to his Twitter account, which is at avid masturbator. So as I said, can we say that masturbation is risk-free? Yeah, for the most part, of course, like, you know, 99% of it, provided you just don't overdo it. it. If you overdo it, it can turn bad, just like anything else. But it's all on that sliding scale you always hear me going on about. And very individual. You guys are smart. You know when things are going off the rail. So essentially... Masturbation is uber safe, provided you aren't throwing it in a meat grinder or doing it so much people think you died. Oh, I remember him, didn't he? He used to mow his lawn. Yeah, he doesn't do that anymore. Anyways, let's move on with some more myths, facts, and questions. So, is it risk-free? Yes and no. (laughs) This one's brilliant. Masturbation will make you go blind. That's pretty much a no-brainer. If that were true, everyone in this world would be blind. We'd have become a race of mole people by now. Most of the crazy myths like this one or masturbation causes hairy palms, masturbating will cause you to go insane, you'll get tuberculosis or die, comes from the fear-mongering of most religions. We fear what we don't understand. And it's just a shame that through the centuries, we've still dragging this one along Because there are still people out there that don't do it and think it's a horrible thing and that you really shouldn't do it. This type of controlled hysteria is similar to the reefer madness propaganda against marijuana. It's the same idea. So rest assured, none of those things will happen if you masturbate. However, to add a little note to this, I always have these little side notes. There have been cases where people have died during masturbation, but you'll find that there will usually be an underlying condition such as high blood pressure, heart disease, etc. That can cause a heart attack. That can happen even during sex. But it's not that the sex kills. It's because you had something wrong with you in the first place and the sex or masturbation tipped it over the edge. How about masturbation can lead to erectile dysfunction? This is another one that's been misinterpreted. It's not that masturbation itself leads to the dysfunction. What can happen is you can become so accustomed to a particular way of touching yourself that you become habituated to the sensation. And then that can lead to you only being able to get off by using that touch or that vibration. This is why it's a good idea to change things up. (laughs) Believe it or not, it's a good idea to change things up. So if you have a routine, switch it up. Use your other hand, touch a different place so that it doesn't, just change it up, change your routine up. And then that won't happen. Here's a good one. Children do not masturbate. Or in some cases of heavy guilt, children should not masturbate. Sorry, folks. 
That one is so false and useless, it's like tits on a bull. All children masturbate, although it's obvious not the same as when you're 40. Ultrasound images have actually shown fetuses masturbating in utero. So this has been going on, you know, since you were quite wee. So to say that children don't or shouldn't be masturbating is perpetuating a fear of pleasuring yourself. That's that's so sad and so wrong. And kids need to be guided. Yeah, they need to be taught that there's a time and a place for everything, but that it's perfectly fine, normal. They're expected to touch themselves. Preferably not at the dinner table or when they're in granny's lap. Otherwise, they'll be talking to me when they're 40, not understanding why they love granny porn. It, it gets ugly. Just let them be. So it's simply teaching them masturbation etiquette, if you will. But don't think that kids aren't touching themselves. I'm not talking adolescence here. I'm talking, you know, preschool on up. I used to, <laughs> this is a good story. I used to look after a little, um, a little boy a million years ago. And every time this little dude got an involuntary hard-on, which, as we all know, that happens from infancy on up, he would cry his little eyes out just because he thought he was going to die. And I felt so bad for this kid. It's like you try to reassure them, but sometimes you can't undo the damage that others have done. It's all a natural part of life. Let's get over it and try to raise some healthy, happy, guilt-free kids, shall we? As a matter of fact, on the subject of, wow, they masturbate? Here's one for you. Even wildlife masturbates which was news to me. Seriously, I just never thought about them needing to rub one off because it's also based on procreation, right? As it turns out, deer, monkeys, which kind of, that makes sense, primate. I can dig that one, but deer, what? I'm, I wouldn't mind seeing that. <laughs> Walruses and squirrels all rub one out. So... Living in the forest like I do, you can be rest assured that this summer I'm going to be checking for squirrel masturbatory things going on in my backyard. But I thought that was really interesting. Oh, 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 here's one. And I forgot to tell you, female apes will use sticks as phalluses or dildos. Ow. But you go, girls. So enough of the wackadilly fear mongering. Can masturbation actually be good for you or help your sex life? The answer to that one is, of course, yes. Masturbation teaches you what you like and what you don't like when it comes to having sex with a partner. Men can learn to eliminate premature ejaculation through masturbation control sessions with themselves. And if you don't know what you like, it's really hard to convey that to your partner. Ladies, I'm talking to you. Gentlemen, it's a very good thing for you to be masturbating because a 2003 Australian study found that men who ejaculated more than five times a week were less likely to develop prostate cancer. So you boys are really doing yourselves a favor by flushing out your system. It prevents the buildup of cancer-causing chemicals. It also improves your immune system. It increases your resistance to prostate infection. Also, a study published in Sleep Medicine found that masturbation either, this is for either sex, can treat restless leg syndrome. It can also get rid of insomnia. So get in there and bang some beef or click that mouse. Another interesting fact that you ladies need to pay attention to is single, this is really cool, single people actually masturbate less than people in relationships. So I want you ladies in relationships who often get offended when their significant other is rubbing one off thinking, they shouldn't need to because I'm here. Please pay attention to this. It has nothing to do with you. As a matter of fact, from a clinical perspective, I am more worried about the guy who isn't masturbating than the one who is. Leave him alone. He's fine. The other thing is, chances are he's probably masturbating to something that in his mind, you can't do for him, which, okay, now all the women are going, oh my God, no, no, I'm going to do, oh my God. If the guy's into a certain kink and he doesn't want to tell you, or he thinks that you are so going to be like not receptive to even crossing that road, he's probably going to be whacking off to what his kink is. So if the thought of him touching your feet freaks you out, and he knows that he's probably masturbating to foot porn because you won't let him touch your feet. So lay off. <laughs> 
Also, not all orgasms are created equal, which, okay, yeah, we know. There are different ones raging in intensity. It also depends on, you know, the moment. It depends on where your head is. But what's very interesting about this is where men are concerned, there is a difference between masturbation and intercourse when it comes to the makeup of semen, that it turns out that the makeup of semen between the two is, is completely different. How your body knows that you're doing something different, no one knows. Science haven't, hasn't been able to really figure out the point of why it is either. Like they don't understand any of that, but they have done studies of, I really got to find out how to get on one of these, you know, grants for studies on these subjects, like really. So I guess they took a whole bunch of semen and checked it and they were different. So now I'm moving on to the ladies and I'm going to give you some masturbation femme facts, but I'm going to be joined with the lovely Ashley Jo Pinup, also known as Vanilla Girl formerly of the radio show in bed with Dr. Sue. So we're going to have some fun here because I have some crazy things for you guys to learn and to realize what people are doing behind closed doors. <laughs> so here she is. It's Ashley Joe Vanilla Girl. Hello. <laughs> okay. How loud? Oh, that was really loud. <laughs> wow, look at that spike up. Okay, so you probably just blew everyone's eardrums out, seriously. Well, they're supposed to know I'm here. Oh my god, they know you're here now. Okay, so I've brought you in for the femme facts. Okay. 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 It is very interesting, actually. The, you know what? The saddest part of my research has been realizing just how different society deems female masturbation compared to male masturbation. It's okay yeah. for men to masturbate. We expect it. We figure they're going to do it. Uh-huh. They talk about it to their friends. They talk about it to everybody. Okay. But when it comes to women, yeah. everything goes quiet. Because oh. there's still a stigma there. There's still a stigma of... We don't discuss it. Ladies don't discuss that sort of thing. And so, well, the ladies don't, don't but the guys do. That's what I just said. Oh, like okay, the guys yeah. do, but I'm just saying. What's sad is, even in the research, there's just women are not talking. Well, that's just because everyone's still living in 1950 fucking whatever. Well, it's oh, am like I allowed to swear on here? Yes. <laughs> okay, because Vanilla Girl swears. Yeah, I'm not that they vanilla. Know, they know. Case in point, though, I asked the ladies to send me in their masturbation fantasies, and they didn't start rolling in until Sir Beast went on Twitter and sweetened the deal by saying any lady who sent in their fantasy could get in for a chance to win an Amazon gift certificate. Oh, well, fuck. So (laughs) that was easy. Okay, like. You dangle money in front oh, of yeah, us. Yeah, we'll course. do it. But you see what I mean? It's like when I go, yo, just send me something in. No. No one. <laughs> Not for free. <laughs> I've trained you too well. But you know, but you, that's, do you get my point? Is yeah. no one talks about it. Like girlfriend to girlfriend, women don't talk about it. Well, it depends on the girlfriend. But yes, I'd say people who are, I. you know what? That's not true. I'd say people who are the classified baby boomers like that age group they don't talk about it i'd say my age group 20 year olds and 30 year olds nowadays they're talking about it with their friends 20 year olds i'm 27 fuck you still it's so cute yeah you keep hanging on to that two zero i could talk about your age hey everyone knows i'm old (laughs) i'm dusty anyways but yes, My point is I that generally it. women are not... T- you get, them, yes, you get what I'm saying, I'm, though? I'm because people it. don't discuss it. That's right. Hopefully all my home slices will get this. All my girls will understand what I'm talking about. It's expected that more than 50% of women masturbate, yet some studies have shown up to 92%. So, do you, so you go, okay, well, what's the huge discrepancy? The huge discrepancy is nobody's talking. So in some of the studies, you'll get them to all admit it. And in some of the studies, you won't. So that's why the numbers are all over the board. Mm-hmm. Well, people aren't comfortable yet, and that's okay. Well, here's my point. The world knows you're rubbing one off, so isn't it time to come out of the masturbation closet? I'm not well, saying you What do you, you want us to, to do is fucking <laughs> masturbate everywhere? I'm a masturbator. Okay, you know, I'm not saying you have to go to the extreme 
I'm simply saying You know, that... you get someone high, I'm Ashley, I masturbate, and you? No. Well, what do you want us to just do? Just the way guys do, you well, know? Well, I like, do that, it's just but a lot of people don't. I know, that's what oh, I'm no one, well, let them See, be. you're more free. I'm you're more them, open and you don't, don't give want, a rest. No, and if they don't want to, then that's fine. All right. We're moving on to facts here. I got some facts. I have numbers. I have percentages. I have all sorts of stuff. I don't like numbers. <laughs> you are so blonde. Oh, my God. You frighten me. Older women don't stop masturbating. In a 2010 Kinsey study, 30% of women between the ages of 60 and 69 who were in relationships Still masturbated. Oh, Granny's getting it on. Granny is having herself a good time. (laughs) 53% of women use vibrators for solo play. And as a matter of fact, did you know that it was Victorian doctors who created vibrators to treat their patient, their female patients for hysteria? I did know that. Or whatever. Well, they would go into their local doctor and then the doctor <sighs> would use the vibrator yeah. on them and make them come and then they no, would I've go home. That. And you know where I've like... heard of that? American Horror Story. See? Television, television teaches. The more you know. 22% of women admit to masturbating to orgasm daily while 48% admit to once a week. Okay. But again... Your numbers are going to be off. Yeah, exactly. Because no one's talking. Exactly. And four out of ten women prefer masturbation to sex. Well, that's because they can get themselves off, whereas half the time your partner doesn't because no one communicates, so no one's going to tell you how to do it right. So that's my point. So if we've got four out of ten women who are preferring to masturbate than have sex, that tells me something. And what it tells me is you boys are not doing your job and or you ladies are not telling them what you want. Communicate. It's not fucking hard. Just say, yo, it's like this, not this. <laughs> Some studies show that women can reduce cervical infections by frequent masturbation. Oh, okay, cool. I I've not that. had one. And I can't imagine What's how horrible that would be. Infection. infection. I don't know. That's I not have to look yeast that or, or bladder. No, right? that's different. Yeah. Okay. Oh, the longest recorded, recorded, recorded female orgasm was 43 seconds with 25 contractions. 43 seconds. 43 seconds is a long time. Yep. I just might add that on that new, the sex sent me to the ER, that chick was having an orgasm, wasn't it a half an hour, 45 minutes or something? So Probably. That's what I mean by recorded. Guinness wasn't there to actually no. go get. I wonder who did, you know, do the official recording. <laughs> it's just strange. It what, how do we know this? This is just like, you know, do people actually sit there and spend their time coming up with all these facts? It's just, it's odd. Well, you know, don't quit your day job. <laughs> Here's your favorite. Oh, it's my favorite. And I don't even <laughs> know what it is. You're going to love this one. Okay. The largest clitoris in the world is Ew. 4.5. <laughs> inches long and 1.5 inches wide. Okay, that's a penis, isn't it? Like, how big is that? You know what? (laughs) There is so much small penis humiliation in that fact. It's just overflowing. But that aside, I'm I'm not shaming people who have a large one. That's just, it's... In my opinion, it's... You know, like that would, like, wow. And I'm sorry, as a... And guy. that would have to be a genetic anomaly. Like, that's just... If you were a guy... It's like having a micropenis. You couldn't find that, and if you couldn't find that as a guy, you're just sad. It's like having a micropenis. Okay, while we tend to think of cucumbers when it comes to objects women masturbate with, it's actually... Oh, God. Someone figured this out. Oh, Lord. It's not cucumbers. It's actually candles that is the preferred Ew. household object of choice. If you're going to use household products, be sure to sterilize and or throw out right after for the sake of <laughs> oh, everyone else. you have no idea what's coming up. You are just... Oh, you, here we go. Oh, here we go. This is like... What? Okay. No, not Ki- what's coming stuff, up right? when we go over the weird <laughs> techniques. You're going to be like, okay. oh, the human... <laughs> All right. 24% of women can achieve orgasm through penetration. 
And I want guys to pay attention to that because so many of them think and will actually say out loud that whoever they're with is weird or in some way screwed up because the woman isn't coming when he's just doing straight up sex. So get over yourselves. There you go. That's not a lot of people. Keep that in mind, boys. Eight out of 10 women use their vibrators directly on the clitoris as opposed to vaginally when they masturbate. Yeah, so half of that fucking porn you're watching is fake. (laughs) (laughs) Just say it. Reality sucks. Okay, okay. Random? (laughs) Where did that come from? Just say it. Okay, reason to have sex, ladies. When you have sex, you produce lots of estrogen. Oh, and estrogen keeps your hair soft and it keeps you Makes young, you womanly. And it keeps the wrinkles away. Oh, this is a good one. This is one that I kind of makes sense. What? But I know a lot of women because I have talked to a lot of women that actually do do this. So, Oh, God, what? A University of Michigan study found that women who used their own saliva as lubricant for masturbation have a higher risk of developing yeast infections Because it's throwing your pH balance off. So use lube instead. Lube's the way. Here's an inter this is interesting to me. So we won't talk about masturbation amongst ourselves as women, but we women are more likely to masturbate in front of their partner than to do it on their own. I find that like that that that's gotta be off. I can't see that if we're that prudish that we're not talking amongst ourselves, what it's so easy for us to masturbate in front of your partner. Yeah, I think that's off. Then by yourself. No. <laughs> that was the weird part of that study. Oh, this one's really cool. This is something we can do that men can't do. What? Women are capable of thought orgasms. Oh, yeah, that's easy to do. But men can't do it. Researchers at Rutgers University did a study and found that some of the women could think their way to an orgasm. And when they did MRIs on them, because they would get them to do it in the tube, they found that it was the same portion of the brain that lit up whether you were actually touching yourself or or you were thinking of doing it. Oh, okay. Well, that would make sense. And that's the the power of Of the the imagination. Same thing. Okay, some of the health benefits for women. Regular masturbation can build a resistance to yeast infection. As long as you use, obviously, bottled lube. Do not use saliva, as we just talked about. Relief from premenstrual tension and cramps. Oh, God, that's not true for some. (laughs) (laughs) Increased blood flow to the genital area through masturbation at the onset of cramps can help with pain and backaches. Oh, is that while having your period? Well, yeah, the very when you start getting your cramps. Oh, well, I, I'd never thought to just, when I'm in pain, to just start diddling myself. I'm sorry. I'm in pain. I don't want to diddle. <laughs> diddle dee dee. Did you know that some women can achieve an orgasm by doing crunches that conclu- that include a leg raise? Crunches that include... Well, I'm really bad at exercises because i never do them so what does that look like no but think about okay it's you're lying on your back you're doing a crunch you you raise one leg apparently it causes pelvic muscles to tighten and release which can cause you to get yourself off so okay so like tomorrow if you're going to the gym and you see someone doing that particular thing just say hey watch your face (laughs) it feels good if she's lying there going Oh, it may not because it hurts. Oh, great. Good to know. That's why we don't go to the gym. Best time for men and women to masturbate is apparently right after yoga class. That would make sense. I was thinking the morning, too. Well, the focus of yoga being on energy flow and breath control, you know, and getting out of your own head because you're basically meditating so you don't have the thoughts of your boss and money and everything else banks going through your head. So you can just sort of get into it. However, I would suggest that you might want to, for the sake of others, do it at the end of the class. Please wait and do it when you go home. Yeah, don't do it in the class or before the class. No one needs to... I'm quite sure it's frowned upon. As a matter of fact, if you go to InBedWithDrSue.com and look up the show on So Tight Fitness for Women, that was a really interesting show. 
concerning learning about like tightening your pelvic muscles and increasing your orgasms and generally working on your reproductive health, which is definitely not something women tend to do. So it's our plumbing and we need to Well, you know, we do it. everything else in today's society. So you want us to add something else to our list? Anyway, suffice it to say, I think we have some work to do. We have to stop not communicating amongst ourselves, like as women, you know. Burn our bras! Start opening the dialogue between girls and rubbing one out. I mean, we're capable of talking about absolutely everything else. We can flap our gums about literally everything else. Why can't we flap our gums about this? And why do we keep thinking of it as a shameful act? It's not a shameful act. So I thought it would be fun to find some really creative ways men masturbate. Oh, Lord. Um, Because let's face it, trying to find anything out about how women masturbate or any techniques they have is literally non-existent because we're not talking about it. So I found this site that was devoted to jerking off. Yeah. And it has everything to do with jerking off, what goes on with anyways. And they've got this whole section on techniques. And so you can like put your own technique in and everybody shares. Right. So, but, okay, here's the, and this is classic, okay, this just proves my point. The women, they've got a little tab up the top of the website that says, you know, this is the forum for women to share things, and when you click on it, it goes nowhere. Oh. Because, well, no one's doing it. It's just sad. It's like, oh. guys will sit there and, and relay all these techniques back and forth to each other, and women are just like, no, we don't do that. Oh, whatever. I just thought it was very sad, because you click click on the ladies link and it just literally goes um, under (laughs) exactly that's exactly what it does crickets go okay so these are the ones that i picked out that were just over the top and hilarious balls which most of them were they were all crazy okay the four balloon and pillow method okay fill four balloons full of warm water wrap them in a pillow and go to town it's like a cheap fake poorly made vagina you can't like, visualize. You you've got no. four. You've got four balloons put together. There's your vag. Okay. And are you going inside the pillow or outside the pillow? Well, you're. I think the pillow's more to hold them there so that they oh, don't to move, hold right? Them there. Oh, I'm you're, sorry. I, be- I thought you were putting it in the pillowcase itself. Okay, well, you are so no fun. Okay, here's one for you. Okay. Ooh, what? Your fruit lovers out there. What? Get a nice size cantaloupe. Cut a hole about the size of your penis. You can insert your penis into the cantaloupe and either move the fruit up and down or hump it. Now, okay, can I just stop you right there? Cantaloupes, are they a little bit citrusy or no? Well, no, it's cantaloupe. They're more water. Are they? Okay, because yeah. I was going to say, because I would hurt if it was if it at was, all citrusy. It, well, no kidding. He's not telling you to hump a lemon. I'm t- <laughs> Telling you to I hump. haven't had a cantaloupe and in a you while. Know, okay, when you chop the cantaloupe in half, you know how the guts of the cantaloupe is like a pumpkin? Oh, so it's really... Okay, so it's oh. seedy and moody and like, yeah, okay, <laughs> oh my right? God. Anyways, he says, either way, it feels great. You may want to put a small hole... He's got this down to an art, okay? You may want to put a small hole in the opposite end if the suction gets too strong. Um, the feel of the warm juices running down your scrotum is out of sight. Oh, my. Cleanup is not too bad, and you might be able to do it more than once with the same melon. For those of you who are trying to be green, reuse, recycle, my friends. Oh, my God. Well, it would be easy to do a blowjob after that because it would be fruity. Get it? You know? No? It would. I don't like cantaloupe, so it wouldn't do anything <laughs> Well, for I'd me. like citrus, so you're out. And this one's a classic. Easily. Simply peel a banana. You can eat it later. <laughs> well, you know. Again, don't waste your food. <laughs> Slip the peel over your penis oh, and masturbate with us. I've with it. That. The banana slime is a great lubricant. You can warm up the peel in the microwave. Oh, be careful with that. And for added sensation and obviously be for warmth. Be careful, though. Also, you might have better results if you peel the banana by making just one cut in, like making one, I know what he's talking about, making one cut and then pulling the fruit out through a single cut because it'll be tighter, tighter. right? Instead of doing, say, like two cuts and making it three. Right. 
<laughs> this is what it's just fascinating to me. Make a cut in the banana peel, removing the fruit through one single cut. Then you can cut off the end of the banana peel and insert your penis through that end. So okay. see, that way you have the whole so banana peel intact. you have like intact. so many things to do with bananas. And cantaloupe. Okay. Okay, so again, two fruity dicks, not it's bad. It's just, you know, okay. This one's very elaborate. It looks like it. Unroll a condom when it's clear and without spermicide. To be exact. Mm, yummy. And blow it up like a balloon to a size slightly smaller than a bowling ball. Okay, he's got, you know, these guys have this down. Pinch the open end an inch or two from the end. Like, so pinch it off an inch or two from your mouth. Like, seriously, I'm already losing interest. Okay, so this is really clear, guys. This is giving you an idea because I thought of this when I was reading through these, too. Yeah, but I'm the type that, okay, if I Women will never go to this extreme because we're too busy. Or if I was horny, I'm sorry. I'm not going to get into that. No! I don't have time for that shit. I am just doing my thing and that's it. (laughs) I am not getting into detail, but go on. It's it's so very true. Okay, so for those of you who are keeping... There's some gentlemen, I'm quite sure, who have a notepad and pencil and are writing these down. So you're so you've pinched off the end of the you've blown it up you've pinched it off you've got a couple of inches on the other side you <laughs> place it over the end of your erect penis how the fuck it's still erect I don't know <sighs> um, and slip it all the way down now the point is what they're saying is like you, you don't tie a knot in it you just pinch it off because you're trying to insert your penis without losing the air so you get it you're gonna have to roll that it onto the dick and to hang. This one's really hard to do. I did not come up with this I know, myself. I'm just saying this one's hard to do. Okay, so... Allowing a little of the air to escape lets it slip down more easily, as does some lubricant. Keep that in mind. Your penis will be encased inside the clear bubble. Now, experiment with different movements. Press down on the condom, tap your penis onto the sides, etc. When you're ready to ejaculate, you can just stroke... And watch the semen shoot out into the insides of the condom. Cleanup is easy, but one caution. Hold on. T- oh, my God. This, like, I'm sorry, dude. But, like, get a fucking hobby. Oh, serious. This is too funny. But one caution. Hold on tightly as you slowly let out the air. Otherwise, the condom <laughs> can fly off your penis like a rocket and propel your semen all over the place. Oh, speaking of experience, have we? Oh, man. Ew. Oh, that was too much fun. Lord. Okay, um, back in with vegetables. Oh. <laughs> See, we have the candles. I guess really when you put it all together, if you got together, you would have a like nice a really meal. nice meal <laughs> with some nice candlelight. <laughs> Roasted red peppers. Oh, no, I don't Out know. of a jar have the consistency of a vagina. Or the inside of a mouth without teeth. Okay, but okay, guys, really? it's a red pepper. I don't care if it's sweet or not. It still has zest to it. So, okay, ow. Okay, but wait a minute, hole. wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I want to know how this guy knows what it's like to have your penis in a mouth with no teeth. Oh, I didn't hear that part. Oh, see, come all, on all now. I heard, all I heard was red no. pepper and I'm gone. No, 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 no. You missed that part. Oh, of a mouth. I'm just saying. Okay, so insert teeth. your penis into one of these peppers while holding oh, the pepper in your hand. God. Warning, do not use hot peppers for this technique. Um, sweet peppers are still zesty, motherfucker. <laughs> but okay. Oh, maybe when you roast them, it changes. Oh, here we go. More food. I'm telling you, the the, okay. the refrigerator is just a plethora of things to play with cook some noodles in boiling water pour off the excess water and let the noodles cool off then make a penis size hole in the pasta which should be fairly stuck together at this stage (laughs) really you're gonna waste all that i'm not done come on this is all very no and i bet you someone's fed it to someone once I'm quite sure that's happened. Um, hold on, where are we? Okay, so yeah, so you you make this penis-sized hole into the pasta, which should be fairly stuck together at this stage. Then, away you go. The wet pasta should be enough for lube. Caution, don't be too eager with this one to avoid burning yourself. Oh my god. <laughs> the pasta must have cooled enough so you could hold a finger inside it without any problem. And please, don't serve the pasta to your family afterwards. This is what this guy says. 
However, I know that people have done that. <clears throat> oh, that's a waste of food. There are people in the world that are starving. Just, Just saying. Yeah. Okay, you ready for this? I'm ready. This is for the, the industrious. Oh, God. Hardcore. I'm going to make this a goddamn experience, masturbator. Take a small inflatable vinyl pool raft and fill it with air. So take those little kiddie pools and fill it with air. Not completely full, but nearly, because we want her to be nice. Put it in your bed, under the covers, if it's a chilly night. I'm not making this up, okay? Take off your clothes. Oh, okay. (laughs) Put some lubricant in the center of the raft and on your genitals. Saliva works very well, but don't do that if you're a woman. Just build up a mouthful. Oh, thank you. Just build up a mouthful and let it out on your penis and in the raft. We, I don't think we really needed the instructions on how to spit in the raft. I just... Ooh. Okay, lie on top of the raft. Okay. Like if you haven't figured this out already. <laughs> and test it by rocking back and forth. Always test your equipment first. Riding it as well. It should feel intensely wonderful and slimy. If not, add more lube. Not done. He's not done yet. With practice, you should soon have a wonderful portable companion that feels much better than masturbating with a hand. Okay. Right on. The way some of these are written, I'm starting to think that most of these guys are in advertising. (laughs) (laughs) It's just what it sounds like. All right. Oh, there's another one. I know some of us will remember this. Probably people my age will remember it. I don't know if you... I think we're around when you were little, too. Do you know soccer boppers or sockum boppers? Sounds familiar. They were for kids that they could beat each other up without hurting each other. Okay, yeah. And you put your hand inside of the bopper thing so you'd okay. inflate it. Yeah. And put your hand in the bopper thing. Yep. Oh, God. Okay. Well, I don't think it's too hard to figure out where we're going with this one. In toy or discount stores, there are inflatable boxing gloves called sockum boppers. When inflated, they're about 12 inches in diameter. Lie on top of the partially inflated tube and insert your penis where your hand should go. You can roll around and thrust to your heart's content. They're inexpensive and much easier to use. This is what I mean about advertising. They're inexpensive and much easier to use and conceal than an inflatable doll. But they work really well. If you have the patience, you can fill the sockum bopper with warm water. Non-oil-based lube is recommended. I'm not kidding you. (laughs) You can't write this stuff. Well, then, that was an adventure of whatever. Isn't that just uh, people, just the things that they'll go to to have a good time? Well, you know, like I said, to each their own. Absolutely. Your day job, you know, all that Absolutely. jazz. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Ashley, for being with us. Oh, you're welcome. Say goodbye to the, goodbye to the goodbye, people. Goodbye, people. <laughs> Before I head into the listener fantasies, I'm going to be bringing you this episode's author spotlight. On this episode's Author Spotlight, we have Dandy Dewey. After 13 years of marriage, the last thing D.M. Dewey expected to happen was her husband telling her it's over. But it did. And what Dewey did next would surprise even the most seasoned reader. That is, Dewey moved to Los Angeles and became a dominatrix. In her provocative, raw, and intelligent new book, Dandyland Diaries, Dewey sheds the misconceptions about BDSM and invites Christian Grey to put it away already. In Dandyland, women rule and men do the dishes. This isn't typical erotica, something fans are already showing they find refreshing, as Dandyland Diaries climbs the Amazon bestseller charts with record speed. You can head over to dandylanddiaries.com. And of course, the Dandyland Diaries are available at Amazon. And if you go to inbedwithdrsue.com, you'll find a link directly to the Dandyland Diaries. This brings me to the portion of the show where I'm going to be reading my listener masturbation fantasies that were sent in. And because, as I said at the beginning of the show... Sir Beast was very kind to try and get the ladies to send theirs in by offering up the Amazon gift certificate. And because these are all anonymous, I don't know whose is whose. The deal was that the ladies who sent in their masturbation fantasies, if they can figure out which fantasy is his, then 
they win. So, and I think that's how it goes. Check with Sir Beast. It's at Sir Beast 1269 on Twitter. But I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll talk to him. Anyways, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to read these and I'm going to number them. That's so that if you're listening to them and you're playing along with the home game, just kidding, you know which one's which. So in other words, ladies, you want to listen and then you want to let Sir Beast know what number you picked. So there you go. My first one. So this is fantasy number one. My fantasy happened when I was about 13 years old, spending the night at a friend's house. I was an eager young teen who loved the older, mature MILFs. Mrs. W. was one of my faves and always loved being near her. While I was getting ready for bed, I happened to notice that Mrs. W.'s bedroom door was slightly ajar. I could see her via the reflection off the bathroom mirror. Oh, my. Mrs. W. was lying on her bed wearing a white bra and panty set and smoking a cigarette. She had a wry sort of half-smile on her face, as if she was thinking of a funny thought, and it turned me on like nothing before. I could not stay in the bathroom long, so I left to go to sleep in my friend's room. All night I tossed and turned, thinking of that incredible image of a hot, mature woman wearing nothing but her sexy underclothes and smoking away. The next morning we went downstairs for breakfast and Mrs. W. was fixing us pancakes, wearing a soft bathrobe. I couldn't help imagining what was under that robe. I could not control the urges any longer and had to excuse myself to use the nearest restroom. When I walked in the bathroom, I couldn't believe my eyes as there I saw Mrs. W.'s laundry basket with her fresh white panties on top. My hands were trembling as I picked up the silky goodness, and my fully erect penis was bobbing uncontrollably in my pants. I removed my pants and underwear in record time and stood there half-naked in the middle of the bathroom. I clutched the treasured piece in my hands and displayed them in front of my eyes to behold. The sight was incredible and the mirror's reflection added an extra erotic piece to the puzzle. I was mesmerized that I was holding Mrs. W.'s most intimate apparel. I held the panties as close to my mouth and nose as possible and breathed in the most incredible scent imaginable. I tried to contain myself for as long as I could, but the emotion and the most incredible arousal required me to stroke my cock like never before. Not sure if it was seconds, minutes, days, or weeks, but it felt like the most glorious moment a person could experience. I believe I exploded the fullest load of joy fluid that any human boy of 13 could possibly expel. I was extremely woozy with rapture, and completely out of breath. Once I was wholly able to regain my senses, I knew I had to return to the kitchen. I cleaned up as best as I could and then apologized to my friend and Mrs. W. for my delay. The rest of the day went as usual, and I returned home that night to my own bed. To this day, I continue to masturbate to the marvelous memories of Mrs. W. and her white panties. I still get off on hot, mature women smoking in white panties. This will be fantasy number two. I want to be discovered by an older woman as I'm stroking in the woods. She watches discreetly before joining in. We don't speak, but have intense eye contact. We climax simultaneously, and she walks away without speaking, never to be seen again. This one is fantasy number three. Well, it involves a trans woman friend and my BBW sub. I've set them up with my sub on bottom, arms secured around the trans woman, while laying on a bondage table, and the trans woman is over her, her legs secured to the legs of the table, my sub's legs secured to chains and lifted up towards the ceiling. The sub's collar 
is chained to a bondage belt around the other's waist, forcing her to take in her mouth the trans woman's cock, and the trans woman's collar is secured to the table, forcing her into my sub's pussy. Both are eating and sucking each other, while their asses are being invaded by dildos connected to fucking machines. I lay back, watching them, forced to give each other oral-driven orgasms, until I decide to join in, by fucking one or the other, or both in the ass. Once I've come in one or both, I plug their asses and release them from the table and connect leashes to their collars and take them both into the large shower. I secure leashes to opposite sides and start soaping up first one, then the other, both knowing not to move their hands from their sides without permission, because I have a rubber strap hanging in the shower. I tease them until they have to ball up their hands. Then I turn to soaping up myself between them, just out of their reach. After soaping up, I rinse them off. Then using rubber wrist restraints, I secure them to the walls. I go down on first one, then the other, until they orgasm one last time by me. This is fantasy number four. Always want to be somewhere in a highly populated area, dressed as a slut with some beautiful dominant girls, forcing me to parade around with everyone laughing and taking pictures. This one is fantasy number five. I want to fuck two women, both in the ass, while sucking their pretty toes and feet. Fantasy number six. One of my most exciting masturbation sessions came a few years ago when I did some work in a townhouse occupied by three female college students. One lived upstairs with her boyfriend, and the other two lived in the two bedrooms in the basement. When I entered the basement rooms, the air was fragrant with the scent of female, which gave me an instant erection. I could see by the pictures on the walls that these two girls were indeed hot. Jackpot, I thought, when I spotted one of their laundry hampers. Reaching inside, I pulled out a black thong with pink trim. The smell sent me over the top. Since I was all the way downstairs all alone, I unzipped my pants and unleashed my cock. Stroking myself slowly with one hand, holding her thong to my nose with the other, I quickly felt myself reaching orgasm. There I stood, hovering over her laundry basket, holding in the sounds of my ecstasy. I lowered her thong beneath my cock and unloaded my cum right in the part that absorbs her sweet juices. I rolled up her now spunked thong, and returned it to the basket with the rest of her sweet-scented undies. Fantasy number seven. My first masturbation fantasy took place in 1983, when I had a real crush on an ever-so-strict English teacher at school. I remember rubbing one out while lying on my bedroom floor, thinking this was so divine. In my fantasy, she was quite haughty and merciless with me by setting unreasonable punishments. Sigh. Those were some heady days, and I've never looked back. I've adored strict women ever since. Fantasy number eight. I've got this boy restrained to the padded horse, arms tied behind his back, leash clipped to the ring on the front. He's got a vibrator up his ass and a massaging sleeve around his cock. I turn both machines on. Even after he's come, he can't get away. I just love the look on his face when he's so oversensitized and just starting to realize how helpless he is. In my head, I always see Chris Evans in the starring role. <laughs> I wonder how Reddy would turn if he heard that. Fantasy number nine. I often fantasize about female, female, male threesomes. I've had one, but crave another. I would love to play with myself while a male and female watches me pleasure myself. 
I love using vibrators on my clit and would love if the female started licking me and fingering me while I was using the vibrator on my clit. I would love to see and hear them moan, just watching me, playing with me, but not necessarily touching themselves. Basically, I want to be the center of attention. Masturbation is fun, and as much as I tease myself, I'd love to be played with and teased by two others. Fantasy number 10. I have a fantasy of being tied up on a big, huge princess bed with tons of throw pillows all around me, but I'm restrained by the four posts of the bed. I'm blindfolded and can hear someone come in. The person doesn't speak. All I can hear is the buzzing of my Hitachi slowly drawing near my lower region. And then I feel wax being poured on my boobs as I feel the Hitachi reach me at the same time. I'm then forced to orgasm a certain number of times before the person starts talking. I'm then released to be put on my stomach and restrained again. I'm then told to count out the number of spankings I'm given. This is before I'm plunged into from behind and propped up in the doggy-style position. I am then aware the person is a man. He then starts talking to me in my ear, telling me what a horrible little cum-slut I am, whispering to me in a deep, dominant voice that I am his, that he is the only man that can make me come that hard, that deep, and that good. Fantasy number 11. When I get stressed, I strip, close my eyes, and imagine being tied up and gagged by a guy who then tickles me all over and then blows me. I think about being bound and gagged naked by a guy, despite being very straight. Fantasy number 12, our last one. He waits for her in the alcove. She has just woken up and taken a shower. She'll be out soon. He's dressed all in black. His gloves are black latex. His head is covered with a balaclava. The excitement stirs within him as he upends the bottle of chloroform three times on the thick piece of cloth in his hand. He can hear her humming. Soon she will walk out the door into his arms. His heart beats rapidly. The door opens. She's dressed in a robe and nothing more. The bottle is placed back into his pocketed coat. He moves quickly with the speed of a cat. One arm goes around her waist, clamping her arms to her side, pulling him towards him. The other arm clamps the thickened wad over her nose and mouth, the more pressure on her mouth, leaving a gap over her nose where the amount of chloroform is poured. Her cries are muffled by the cloth. She struggles to break free, but she's already taken a big breath in her surprise. The chloroform burns her lungs, but then is replaced by a sweet, sweet medicinal smell. She tries to break free, but he's firm, yet trying to be gentle. Her head turns as she tries to get away from the cloth, every which way, but for naught, its cloying smell taking its effect. Not like in the movies, but slower, still effective. As she struggles, she begins to feel a tingling starting at her toes that begins to slowly work its way upwards. Another breath and she can no longer control it the tingling feeling, moving towards her private regions. In the surprise and fright, she finds herself suddenly aroused. It confuses her, but her breathing and struggles persist. She finds herself coming from the effects, surprised and frightened. Her breathing becomes deeper. Her eyes can no longer stay open. The fumes kept her from keeping them open, but now her head spins, and keeping them open is no longer possible. The tingling moves up. 
she feels numbness all over. Her head spins, and she's lost in a technicolor vortex that pulls her down, down into a vast, dark oblivion. As he holds her, the struggles cease all of a sudden. He waits a few seconds to make sure she's not playing possum. Then, after he's sure, he picks her up and places her belly down on her sofa. He makes sure the face is fully off the sofa, her breathing is deep and even. He takes a glove off, checks her pulse. Good. One of her arms is on the floor. Her head is over in case she vomits. Chloroform can be tricky. He redampens the cloth and holds it further away from her face. The secret of chloroform is you need lots of oxygen for a long anesthesia period. He's more than careful. Once he's sure she's deep enough, he reaches into another pocket and pulls out a cell phone, calling the other agent on the line. The job is on. He walks out of her apartment, only after he's sure she is not in any danger of a reaction. His intent was to stop her from going into work today, to be replaced by one of his fellow agents. She was beautiful, and he did enjoy his work. So that's the end of the fantasies. As you can see, everyone thinks about something just a little bit different. And, you know, some involve sex, some don't even involve sex. It can be anything and everything. Nothing is out of bounds. I always tell everybody, no one's inside your head. No one knows your fantasy. If it's Even if it's something that you think is, you know, morally reprehensible, no one needs to know that it's in there. As long as you're not acting on it, you're fine. Everybody has their own kinks. And we really need to learn to have fun, enjoy who we are, and definitely no more shame and no more guilt around this whole topic of masturbation. That's it for this podcast of In Bed with Dr. Sue. I want to thank you very much for listening. And don't forget to tell your friends. We're back on iTunes now, so check out InBedWithDrSue.com for the new links. Be sure to check out Answer Avenue at KinkyMagazine.com, where I answer all of your sex, fetish, and relationship questions. Until the next episode, remember, be uplifting, be inspiring, but most of all, be happy. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.